You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Utes. This is your favorite bear sitting in his comfy chair, the one and only Brian Brown. Joined tonight by my good friend and co-host, the wondrous, the elaborate. <laughs> the elaborate, huh? I, I, I ran out of steam there, but the, the, the one, the only, the great Jacob C. Hatch. We are co-hosting. I'm introing. Dogs and cats are living together. 2021 has gone off the rails. Hey, we're having fun nonetheless, but a lot to get to ahead on today's show, Brian, as you're well aware. We discussed it yesterday, by the way. We, we talked about what we expected from the, the schedule reveal from the Pac-12. Somehow they made it through three hours of a broadcast. I still don't understand completely how they did it, but they did nonetheless. So we'll discuss what we actually learned about Utah's schedule and uh, as we mentioned also on yesterday's podcast, well, Guy Holiday was on with DJ and PK. Man, is that guy an inspirational dude. We're going to let you hear an extended piece of that interview. I think everybody who listens to it will be better for that. So we'll get to all that ahead on today's show. Jake, great job. We'll have you back next week for sure. Yes. Maybe even tomorrow. Who knows? I aced my audition. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. On that note, we're going to head right into it. This is the Locked on Utes podcast for Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. Back to the Locked On Utes podcast here for Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. I am Brian Brown, joined by my illustrious, magnificent co-host, Jacob C. Hatch, the one, the only, the cougar turned Ute. <laughs> Don't let people know that. There's a lot of people that would be very angry to know that information. <laughs> secret secrets are so fun. Secret secrets are for all of everyone that listens to the Locked On Utes podcast. And Jake, those who listen... What else can they do to help us out? Well, the biggest thing is, is make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. There's a whole litany of podcast providers out there. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from. That way you never miss an episode. But we also have a special request. No matter where you're listening in, go to Apple Podcasts. Throw us a five-star rating. Yes, we only want five-star ratings. And also the sentence or two what you like about the show. Give us a couple of comments. It can be a suggestion what you like to see improved, what you like about the show doesn't really matter. As long as we get the five-star rating, we are good to go. Tell me I need to take a shower. Tell Jake that he needs to eat more vegetables. We don't even care. We talk salad on this podcast, so that's not even applicable. Yeah. But transitioning, Jake, today was a pretty big day for the University of Utah football program. The schedule announcement on the Pac-12 network. I don't know if you decided to tune in for the three-hour-long special. I turned in for at least the first 30 minutes where they did exactly what it warned them not to do, which was go through each schedule individually for each team, which led to me putting together a string of tweets of random dates that the University of Utah was going to be playing on, 
and completely frustrating me by the time the schedule was actually posted to where I didn't even bother to look at it. I have no idea where Utah is playing. I don't know if they're going to have any games in in October or November. I, I don't know anything right now. So I actually saw your tweets. I was on air with DJ and PK when this whole thing kicked off. And I got to say, the fact that they milked three hours out of that thing, more power to you. I know it's all about hashtag content in this day and age when it comes to the media and and TV and whatnot. But I'm with you. They should have just come out straight out and been like, all right, here's the Pac-12 North schools. Bing, 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 bing. Lay out the schedule. Pac-12 South. Bing, 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 bing. And just run them across. And then... Start breaking it down, but you Go know to what? break. Let all the schools release them on social media. I yeah. thought the University of Utah did a, good, did a good job of posting their schedule video right when it released, mm-hmm. uh, not jumping the gun at all. But let's stop talking about the Pac-12 Network and their missteps and start talking about this schedule because I think it. There are some, I'll say it, interesting segments of the schedule. I think the first one is that there are two visits to LA, but maybe not the ones that Utah fans are looking for, right? Yeah, that's a good point. They're going to open up, obviously, the three conference games to open up, and this is the rare year where Utah actually has two road games in the non-conference versus playing maybe two or three home games in the non-conference. You, of course, open up with Weber State on a Thursday night, which is per the norm with Utah. Uh, Jay Hill will be coming to uh, Salt Lake City, and if any indication what we've seen early on in this spring season from Weber State, Brian, is Jay Hill is going to have a pretty good squad coming to Rice Eccles. Then you follow that up with your annual rivalry showdown with BYU at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And then, yes, you make the first of two trips to L.A., but it's not for a team that you're expecting because San Diego State, obviously, San Diego, playing their home games in Carson, which is in L.A. County, just south of Los Angeles. They're playing there. At, it used to be the Home Depot Center. I don't even know what the Is it Dignity Health Park now? Dignity Health Stadium at Park or whatever, Park at the stadium, or it's some bizarre at name in there somewhere, but it is Dignity Health for sure, which is a soccer stadium originally, but I have heard that it does set up well for watching football games, that the sidelines are better than you would think. The Chargers played there for, what, two years? Correct. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that'll be interesting, obviously, to play that game. And then you dive right on into to Pac-12 play. So let's dig into this. I think we all knew what the first three non-conference games are going to be. We've known those for years. But now it gets interesting is how this laid out with regards to conference. I actually think you got a sneaky good opener in the Pac-12 with Washington State coming to Rice-Eccles. We don't know the status of Jaden Delora. We've talked about this on the podcast. He got picked up for a suspected DUI. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Nick Rolovich's squad, but they can, they're going to come in and getting things going right away with a pretty high tempo offense when it comes to the Cougars. It'll be a big test, I think, for this Utah defense, which will still be returning some inexperience. For the most part, I think that this is a battle-tested unit. There are going to be a few areas like you're going to need to find somebody to play safety. Kyle Whittingham in his interview with the Pac-12 Network mentioned that he feels as though Devin Lloyd could be a first-round pick in next year's draft, which I agree with entirely. But this Washington State team is going to test Utah without a doubt defensively, and it's going to test them after a, oh, let's say a reasonable non-conference schedule. I think without a doubt, the most difficult opponent that they're going to play is BYU. Mm-hmm. I think the most difficult aspect of that opener, the non-conference schedule is going to be Weber's going to come in with a full head of steam, having played six to eight games yeah. in the spring. Yep. So they're not going to be as maybe shy mm-hmm. is the word or, or reluctant. They're going to be 
having rare, you know, having been ready, having played a few games, they'll probably be a little bit sharper. We'll see where their legs are at. I think that'll be the interesting aspect of it. Uh, but that BYU game, definitely the focus of the non-conference schedule. San Diego State will be a good football team. It'll be on the road, but that is a game that you should expect the University of Utah to win, I think. Yeah, so yeah, then you open up with Washington State September 25th. And then, in my opinion, Brian, I'll see if you agree with me on this. The next two games on the schedule as you finish out the first half of your slate here, these are the two games that are going to be pivotal if you want to win the Pac-12 South. You go to USC on October 9th. You have a bye week before that, so that will help you in terms of preparing for that game. And then you follow that up immediately with a home date against Arizona State. You sweep both of those games. Guess what? You are the odds-on favorite for the Pac-12 South. Without a doubt, and I think that October slate is where it gets really dicey for the University of Utah because you do go to USC where the program hasn't won in 100 years. Now, mm-hmm. a little bit misleading because they haven't played consecutively for 100 years, but that's the bottom line, and this is going to be a USC team that does return some talent. They're, they're losing probably their most uh, talented defensive player. Um, why am I blanking on? I'm blanking on him too. So Talanoa Hufanga. There you go. You nailed there it. There it is. Yep. And we're still really not sure who's going to be playing quarterback, though, although odds are that it will end up being Keaton Slovis. We'll see if it's Keaton Slovis that looks lackluster against Utah or the Keaton Slovis that looks better towards the middle and end of the season. But it, then it's Arizona State who the fighting Herms are going to be good next year. I, I, and it's going to be even rougher with Brian Thompson lining off, lining up across from, you know, that Utah defense. Uh, we, we can break down all the stuff about how he'll spread all the secrets, quote unquote, <laughs> and everything like that. Once the game actually gets here, that's going to be a tough affair, but then you travel on the road to Oregon state and this Oregon state team is no slouch. Now they have lost some talent. There's no Hamakar Rashad coming back, uh, but they did find some decent talent at quarterback. And that is not a gimme like it has been in years past, in my opinion. Yeah. Jonathan Smith has done a fantastic job rebuilding that program from literally nothing like, he does not get nearly enough credit for the offense that he's cultivated up there. And another thing that they've done in the 2020 recruiting cycle, they took a ton of freshmen and started playing them early. And so the 2019-2020, I should say. And so those freshmen are all going to start to be sophomores, a little more battle-tested, a little more experience. And then you come back home and play UCLA, and UCLA is going to be a much improved team. So you've got four games in a row coming off a bye week that are really going to test a still inexperienced Utah team for the most part. Yeah, and see, that's the interesting part is the month of October will make or break Utah's season. And I, I know that Utah fans out there are saying, well, it's usually November where our hearts get broken. Well, this year it could be in October, sadly, just the way it kind of lays out here. And then after October, obviously, UCLA, you finish up with that. In my opinion, in, in the Pac-12, it's rare that you get a quote-unquote breather, but Going into November, you have away games at Stanford and at Arizona. Both of those programs very much in rebuild mode. That is the quote-unquote breather period of this Pac-12 slate, in my opinion, for Utah. But both programs have Power 5 talent, and they got coaches who know how to coach offense. So you got to be careful. I think the advantage to playing at Stanford on a Friday night is the crowd is probably not going to be a major factor. It may even be at COVID levels. Who knows? Yeah. But – that's a joke. Uh, but, but like you said, Arizona is a program that's rebuilding. And, and then you get into kind of the more meaty aspect of the schedule where Oregon comes into Rice-Eccles Stadium. It'll be a November 20th matchup. It should be cold. We'll yep. see how well that, that game goes. But this is going to be an Oregon Ducks team that is, again, loaded with talent. They'll be 
they'll have introduced a new quarterback by that point. He'll have played 10 games already, nine games, 10 games, excuse me. Yeah. And then they'll finish off the season on a, with a Friday day game against Colorado, as has been the tradition in the neighborhood block party rivalry. <laughs> neighborhood block. You mean the Rocky mountain rumble? There's not a whole lot of rumbling going on, Jake, but I will say this. We do have the hunt for red October this year. Again, where Utah needs to go all red uh-huh. and cross out all of those opponents to really have a good shot at both uh pac 12 championship game and winning the South division. Yeah. So I, I think you and I are both in agreement that the month of October will make or break uh, Utah's hopes in the pac 12 South and the pac 12 overall this year. But I am excited to finally have the schedule in front of us. We know how things are laying out and COVID permitting. And I'm guessing that everything's going forward here. We're going to have a full 12 game slate and we'll find out how the chips fall once they finally hit the field. And that's the exciting part about this, Brian, is the fact that we do now have something to look forward to. We know September 2nd, you can expect to be at Rice Stadium, hopefully, and watch the Utes taking on Weber State. I'm going to be there regardless, Jake. You can't hold me back. Not this year. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey, Brian, let's get uh, to a interesting uh, conversation with David James and Patrick Kinahan. Guy Holiday, the former Utah wide receivers coach, he joined them yesterday on their morning show that I work on. Had a long, long answer to their first question about how he is feeling after departing from the Utah football program. Let's let you. Let, we're going to let you guys hear it the entirety. We're not going to edit this at all. It is going to be long form, and you're going to hear his thoughts. And then we'll, we'll later on in the podcast give you some of our takeaways from that. But before we do that, Brian, let's talk for a minute about our good friends at Built Bar. I know you and I are huge fans of this. And by the way, I was talking with a potential. Uh, new uh, advertiser with another podcast I happen to do that usually covers BYU. He One actually, of your polygamous family of podcasts? Yes, polygamous family of podcasts. I like that. That's a good way to go about it. But I actually was talking with him, and he actually said, Jake, I love the fact that you love Built Bars. And he has no connection to Built Bar other than he enjoys eating them and, and all this stuff. And we were talking about it. He actually is a big fan of the coconut almond, which he legitimately says tastes like a, a an almond joy, and I'm a big almond joy fan. So I've actually been become a bigger fan of the coconut almond flavor. The best part about Built Bars, there's over 20 different flavors. You can find, I guarantee, at least two or three, if not four or five, that you will enjoy. And if you find one that maybe you don't like, there's enough variety that there's absolutely one that you can find. I think traditionally people like peanut butter. Mm-hmm. protein bars. I prefer the more fruity flavors with Build Bar. I also love the coconut with almond. I love the coconut brownie crumble, a limited edition. I, yeah. I ordered some of the cookie dough crumble as well. Can't wait to get that one in. I know that's a personal favorite of our good friend, Hans Olsen, mm-hmm. who never trusts his opinion on food ever, right? No, never. <laughs> Especially not here, Scotty G. They don't know anything about that. But go to BuiltBar.com. The promo code is LOCKEDON20. Make your orders, make your selection. I suggest going with the variety pack initially. Figure out the flavors that you like. Use that promo code to get 20% off and then start living a better life with your Built Bars. That's the goal right there. Enjoy the best you and do it with Built Bar, guys. Like Brian said, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off your next order. It is the best way to enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere. Back here on Locked On Utes, it is Brian Brown and Jake Hatch. We are 
bringing you a special treat, a first time, I think, on the Locked on Youth podcast where we actually play a snippet of an interview that we didn't do. (laughs) Yes, and... The nice part is is the show that I work on in my day job with David James and Patrick Kinahan, DJ and PK in the morning, it crosses over a lot of different times with what I do in the podcast world, obviously, because they're sports-related topics. Well, former Utah wide receivers coach Guy Holiday joined them on their show yesterday to talk about his departure from the University of Utah football program. His first answer lasted, and I mean this sincerely, 8 minutes and 10 seconds, Brian, and I have not altered this, edited it in any way other than just clip it out of the original interview and we're going to play it for you now and it is Guy Holiday talking about uh, his thoughts on leaving the University of Utah what he makes of his time working for Kyle Winningham and the Utes football program and just overall what his thoughts are now as he kind of moves forward with his life and what's next for him so without further ado here you go Guy Holiday talking with DJ and PK in the morning on the Zone Sports Network I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not disappointed because that, I, you know me, I speak my mind. Um, you know, it's a situation where it's, it's been just a, a hard year as far as everybody thinks about COVID. But I go all the way back to having a, a receiver arrested and, and those things. And, you know, a lot of people, they they uh, get into the game for, you know, winning championships and all those things are important. But for me, it's about people. So when you when you go through that, you're going through it. Um, at least me, I can't throw away a a person, a young person. I, I just can't do it. And um, you know, if if things come out for that person or any other person, and you know, you feel for for the victims of um, who experienced it, and, and you know, but you have to believe in in that person, and then you take that and you go through COVID, and then. Uh, for me, that was that was a it was a challenge. I um, I had uh, a couple positive tests here and there, um, but it really didn't come out to be anything. Uh, but it drained me, so I, w- I was drained. I was tired, and went through another player who, um, you know, decided to leave and come back, and under uh, certain circumstances, and then obviously two players that left. That was one was really crushing to me. Uh, as a person because I've known the family for, for so long. And uh, so it was, um, you know, when him, when uh, Coach and I sat down, it was, I understood it. I Believe me, I understood it because, you know, in this this game, the ultimate deal is to, to win. Well, you know, I had a chance to go to the NFL last year to two different teams, and, you know, I, I'm not a, I don't like the business side of this as far as when you deal with young people. And, uh, and I think we're in a, a, um, a very interesting and tragic time as far as uh, college sports, you know, the open transfer policy and, you know, and uh, things like that. So now we have so many people involved with uh, college athletes, uh, the people on the outside. And, and at, at the end of the day, you know, with um, – what it all comes down to, whether we like it or not, we want kids that want to win championships, but we recruit kids that want to get to the NFL. So, um, you know, based on that, your production is everything. And, um, you know, these guys want to essentially be more productive, and, and I understand that. And, you know, um, both of them are going to have degrees, and that's my job, to get them here, get a degree, and, 
and do the best I can for him. And I think I did that. But I, I want to clear the air as far as I've always said, I speak for myself. I mean, the University of Utah, um, they've been good to me. Okay, so me leaving there and everybody, you know, needs to know that they're taking care of me. This is not that, hey, they kick. No, they're doing some uh, doing some things right by me, which I appreciate. I appreciate Mark Holland. And um, I, I appreciate the opportunity that, that uh, Witt gave me. And uh, we had a great relationship and still do. You know, it's just um, you got to make tough decisions and, and do tough things. And some people will say, well, oh, it was his coaching or this. And anybody that knows me, measure me by my players. Don't measure me by what you think. And uh, I got enough text. And this part makes me emotional because I got enough text, enough phone calls from former players and current players that told me I did the right thing. I did it right. And that's all that matters. What every fan thinks, no, I don't, I don't do this for fans. I don't do this for fanfare. Uh, I love my players. And at the end of the day, Anybody that knows me knows that's the most important thing. And that's how I weigh it out. And so I did my job. And, um, man, I wanted to win a championship at Utah. Uh, you know, won't get that opportunity, but we there may be some things on the horizon uh, at the university possibly. There are some other things that I'm looking at outside of the game. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, most people think that in today's college football, you have to be a certain age or take, have a certain amount of energy or, you know. But at the end of the day, man, it's about people. It's about people. And uh, I did the right thing by people. You know, the other thing that I'll add, I know, you know, this came about because of, uh, um, I guess, a tweet my son put out. And one, one thing I want everybody here to understand I've been doing this uh, for 27 years. I've been in this game since I was seven. Uh, so if you do the math, that's a long freaking time. <laughs> that's that's a half a century. So you raise your kids in this environment, and uh, you know they see how hard you work at it. They see what you do. They know what you feel. And um, you know I I um, I don't say my son is, uh, I don't banish him for what he did. He has a right to speak an opinion. We're in a, in a society right now where things are very separated and, uh, we fail to realize it. We, we just ignore it. And, um, you know, my one son, I had, uh, uh, two go to school here in Utah and one experience being stopped by the police on two, three different occasions and being handcuffed just because he was black. You know, not that he was doing anything wrong, but just a routine stop. And, you know, that, that takes its toll on a young person. And, and we fail to realize it because we don't experience it. Um, you know, he has since removed because I told him to remove it. He's still my son. Uh, and uh, But I, I want everybody to know I have the utmost respect uh, for the outgoing President Watkins. We had a lot of deep talks. I have the utmost respect for Mark Harlan, uh, for Witt. The University of Utah, period. I, I don't hold grudges. You know, that's not me. Um, you know, I'm going to, if I thought 
that I was leaving, people always ask, I just closed on another house here, uh, January about 27th. So I had no idea. Um, and this is, um, you know, this is just the way things worked out and it's not, no one, I'm not going to be bitter. It's not about that. Um, it's more about me uh, knowing that I did the right thing by players. And that's more important to me than winning a football game. And, and this day and time in athletics, that's not what's important uh, to, to some people. Uh, you know, to the fans, it's about winning championships. Well, these kids have lives. And so that's why I stayed at, at Utah. I've had, you know, two different opportunities to leave. I'm a very loyal person. I could have went back east to a school uh, where I grew up. And, um, and obviously I just mentioned the, the two opportunities last, last year. But it's, it's not about that for me. So what I want people to understand is don't hold it against a person because of their experiences, you know, and, and I'm, I'm speaking um, in reference to my family because that's my family, you know, and they're going to defend me regardless. And I wouldn't expect anything different because I'm going to defend them. And uh, that's how we do things as a family, and that's why it's called family. There you go. Guy Holiday, former Utah wide receivers coach, and Brian I got to say, for as long of an answer as that was, typically in the sports radio world that I work in, the podcast world that you and I both work in, that is like a boo-boo. You don't do that. But that was the exception rather than the rule because of what he talked about. Just He covered so many different topics. I was actually talking with DJ and PK after the show when we got done with that interview, and they're like, well, here's the thing. We could have asked four or five questions that would have had answers that were all part of that answer, and he just rolled right through them. So actually, they were totally fine letting him go long form and just elaborate on what he was thinking about. And credit to them for knowing that and doing exactly that, knowing that Guy had an answer that was coming that was from the heart and sincere, but also well thought out, very typical Guy Holiday, very classy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about his answer and what we were able to draw from it, what we noticed. But first we need to talk a little bit about what you and I are noticing in terms of making a little bit of side cash, Jake. Yeah. Many of you out there probably have a at least a cursory interest in sports betting. I know that in Utah it's quote unquote against the law. I but guess what? BetOnline.ag is our, your online sporting sports book that is wants to help you guys out. So if you want to get in on the action, yes, hopefully make a little cheddar on the side. I know Brian's got his parlay of the day he's been going with. I've been having a lot of fun betting on football throughout the NFL season. I've been doing some FCS football betting recently as well. Well, you know, no matter what it is, BetOnline can help you do it. And by the way, you can get a free account by going to BetOnline.ag, yes, F-R-E-E, to sign up with our friends at BetOnline. And additionally, just a reminder for you guys, you also can get a 50% welcome bonus by going to BetOnline. And when you make sure that first deposit with our friends at BetOnline, use the promo code Locked On. yes, 50% welcome bonus. What that means is if you put in 10 bucks, you're going to have 15 bucks to play with. 100 bucks, 150 bucks. You can do the math. It's real simple and it's a great way to break into the sports betting world and give it a shot. Do it with our friends at Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Back here with your daily Utah Utes sporting news and updates here on the Locked on Utes podcast with my main man, Jake Hatch, the one, the only Yacht Talk. You may know him as Yacht. I know him as Jake. His wife knows him as Jacob. He's a friend to all. 
blue and red. I try to be. Let's put it that way. Wanted to ask you your thoughts on that. First of all, off Guy Holiday's interview was superb, and and anyone who hasn't listened to it yet in its fullness, you should go to uh, go to whatever your podcast provider is, search out DJ and PK, and listen to that whole thing because it is. If there were a commencement speech that were as good as what Guy Holiday, you know, did, I probably would have been much more excited about graduation. <laughs> but wanted to ask what your takeaways and your thoughts from that initial answer were, Jake. So I, I think you can tell he's disappointed that his time at Utah is over. Obviously, this is a guy, as you heard him talk about, he's had 50 years in the game of football, 27 of them as a football coach. He loves what he, do, what he does. He loves the craft. He loves being a football coach. And I think you can kind of hear it in his voice that this may be it for him. It may be, uh, maybe he has an advisory role of some sort. And you also heard him talk about that Mark Harlan was working with him at the Utah Uh, the University of Utah to maybe find another role for him. But nonetheless, I think you can tell he understands that maybe he's on the precipice of transitioning into something new in his life. But he's also very thankful for the time he had at Utah before that time at BYU and across the nearly three decades he's been a a Division I football coach. He's done a lot of different things. And I, I think he is happy and content with where he's at. But he also understands that, you know what? Things change, and obviously my time at Utah had kind of run its course, and he's happy to move on now, and you can tell that he is proud of what he accomplished, and he's he, he, I think he under, also understands he wanted to accomplish more, but he's content with where things stand as they are. There was a lot of fatigue in his voice, I thought. It's clear that this season has worn him down. Even more so, there were some events previous to that. Mm -hmm. And as I had interacted with him, it it seemed as as the years wore on that it was harder and harder for him to bring the necessary energy. And I think especially at a program like Utah where you have Morgan Scally and Sharif Shaw on the opposite side who bring just absolute cocaine levels of energy I, I i don't know any other way to describe it because they're madmen out there but mm-hmm. you know even jim harding is is to agree to to a degree a very energetic coach and and he he mentioned it that he's been in the game since he was seven and, and that is such a long stretch and people just do not understand how much it wears on you i took a two-year break at one point in time and and since then i've taken a year or two years off here and there but it is, it is an incredibly demanding stretch. And like he said, I, I think the health concerns probably, he mentioned COVID, um, probably are, are a good reason why that the University of Utah decided to make the move. I don't think it's entirely the reason, but clearly his slowdown, I guess is the best way to put it, was a contributing factor. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. And he also acknowledged the fact that, yeah, there were transfers out of the program. We know about Samson Nakua and Brian Thompson. There's other situations that he has found himself that he just said are very tough for him. But I think that you're right. The, there's just There comes a time in everybody's life where it's just you need to take a step back, take some time for yourself. And later on in this interview, and by the way, like Brian said, you can go listen to the entirety of it. Uh, funny enough, in a 24-minute interview 
Only three questions were asked, Brian. That should tell you how deep and thorough the answers and thoughts were from Guy Holiday. So I'd encourage everybody to listen to the entirety of it. So we only got a third of that interview for you guys on today's podcast. But nonetheless, very insightful comments from him. I am with you. I think that the fatigue had kind of set in for him. And he later on in the interview acknowledged he's taken probably a year off here uh, can reconnect with his family spend some time with them and then he said we'll see what the future holds and if he wants to get back into coaching Guy Holiday will find a job you heard him talk about the fact that he had two NFL teams he had an opportunity to go to recently also talked about the fact that he had a chance to go to another uh, university back east at one point while he was at Utah so this is a guy who has no shortage of options and I get, I'm guessing that even after a year out of the game he would still have have some options on the table without a doubt and the modern football game has evolved to where you can be you know an an assistant off the field assistant or a quality Mm -hmm. control coach that still is in the building still has the ability to to help the staff they're not on an on-field capacity uh, but they they are you know contributing with reports and breakdowns and things of that nature I honestly think that he would be great in like a player personnel role or even a director of recruiting kind of role um, where he can be around the players and be a little bit more involved that way. A director of football operations would be another one. Um, but it does it does sound like he's going to take some time to, to think about it and catch a breath, and, and he's earned it without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I, uh, yesterday we talked about this. I think I speak for you and I, Brian, when I say, you know what, we're looking forward to whatever's next for Guy Holiday. I will always be a fan of his. I've known him since his time at BYU. He is a good man. There is no doubt about that. You will not find a better human being than Guy Holiday. And yeah, I'll be rooting for him wherever he lands, whatever is next for him in his next stage of life, whether it's his next coaching stuff, no matter what it is, I will be right there rooting for him along the way. You and me both, Jake, and and hopefully we can find a situation for Guy where he can influence even more people because his positivity, his his toughness, his grit is is something that we definitely need a lot more of. Absolutely. On that note, Jake, we're going to show some toughness and back away from the mics for a little bit and let people digest everything that we've presented for the day. Any parting thoughts as we close off this episode of the Locked on Utes? I'm looking forward to, by the way, University of Utah men's basketball program. They got a big opportunity staring them in the face. After that upset win over USC, the games this week, the regular season, the last two games of the regular season, they're very important for this program. We've talked about this on the podcast, Brian. We want to see them go into the Pac-12 tournament with some momentum. Well, here's your opportunity to do that, and I'm looking forward to breaking down those games over the next couple of days. Also, a little programming note that we will be doing a mailbag episode on Thursday in addition to a breakdown for of what the youths will be facing in Oregon State. Be sure to at me, at Brown Bear SLC, at Jacob C. Hatch, spelled like it sounds, mm-hmm. at Locked On Utes, or you can email us, LockedOnUtes at gmail.com. Submit your questions, hashtag L-O-U-A-M-A, if you want to just throw it out into the ether if you don't like us if you don't follow us (laughs) if you don't want to give us the clout that we're desperately dying for true story on that'll be on tomorrow's episode jake thank you for allowing me to join you on your locked on youths podcast (laughs) today (laughs) it is our podcast brian our podcast let's be clear about that and most importantly thank you everyone for tuning in for listening for liking for rating for reviewing and subscribing we love you we like you and we'll see you again tomorrow